Hey everybody, this is Real Chills. I'm Meg. I'm Alyssa. And we have a great episode for you today. Ben is back. I'm so excited we got to do a part two. Oh my gosh, he's just full of super scary stories, honestly. Is awesome. Just a side note though, this episode can be a little intense for some people. It's uh, something where we do mention suicide, drug use. There's a child's death that happened that we refer to in the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it did. It happened a long time ago. I think it was like in the 40s, he mentioned. And um, it's a necessary story just because then we get to get to the lore of this extremely haunted summer camp. So Yeah, and all the paranormal things that have happened. So just want to give you the heads up but it's definitely worth the listen. It's very scary, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So enjoy. You're listening to Real Chills. With my guests. Alyssa Truskowski. Hey, everybody, you're listening to Real Chills, and we are back with a part two. Yeah, our first part two. So exciting. Very excited. You, If you haven't listened to our last episode with Ben Fiddler, you definitely want to. It's a do not miss, but you can still listen to this episode. It's not a continuation. It's a completely Mm -hmm. different story that was just too good not to have its own episode. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Ben. (laughs) Nice to see you again. What's going on? Nice to see you guys as well. Very excited to be back. We usually start with a question, as you know, from being a guest already, but we have a different one for you this time. Yeah, I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) So your question for this one is if you could know the mystery or the causation behind an unsolved mystery which one would it be oh man that mystery is of the universe or really... mystery like right like is that am i clear anything on that? Oh, so any mystery any unknown question whatever yes. question i ask will be answered yeah yeah oh. <laughs> i know it's a big one right it is i mean if we're going any question at all, I would definitely ask just where did it all come from? Like nice. what's yeah, iron out the one. big bang for me? Is nice. it yeah. some deity saying click? Is it a wormhole from another yeah. universe? Like where is this a Sims level 14? Yeah. 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 Is it a right? simulation? Like what what is up with all this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because I go back enough to think about like where the infinite amount of mass in our universe came from (laughs) and my nose starts to bleed. Uh, But, but if we were just doing like a true crime level, I don't know, that would be much harder. Yeah. Like if it was any unanswerable question, but if it was just like any unknown thing, like Mm world-based, I think Amelia Earhart would be up there too. Right. I want to know what happened to her. That'd be a good one. That's a good That's one. That's such a crazy. Yeah. I think but, my head would explode if if a genie actually was like, you get to pick one thing. I would not <laughs> be able to pick. I don't think. I'd fuck it up and be like, yeah. <laughs> man, I hope I don't ask you what's for dinner tomorrow. And he's like, chicken piccata. <laughs> <All laughs> <right, laughs> <see ya. laughs> 
I get so overwhelmed that like my brain can't sort out what the real answer is. So it just starts identifying disrespectful questions. Like, <laughs> so I was like, what would I ask? And I was like, probably something about aliens, maybe something about this. Like, uh, and then it just was like, <laughs> the asshole in me was just like, was Jesus hot? Like, yeah, just dumb was. questions that like require. Like, I can answer that for you. Yeah, he was. He definitely was. <laughs> Walking around that long, flowing blonde hair and a lot of pictures I've seen. That's definitely got to be exotic in the Middle East at the time. Oh, <laughs> Let's yeah. just say I've never not seen a ripped Jesus. Like yeah, they're all ripped. So. I want to see the one chubby Jesus on the cross. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what color he is. Just if he has a dad bod like me, where I could be like, <laughs> there was a guy who was putting in so much work he didn't have time to worry about. Much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just like the most disrespectful questions like come to my mind because I just can't process a real like the enormity of like a good question. Yeah, part of me would want to like almost say like, hey, I just want to know if my brain could handle knowing mm -hmm. what the big thing is. Like you could tell me that. And if he was like, nah, man, your head would pop. I'd be like, perfect. <laughs> I'm just going to stop caring. I'm just going to. Can't think about important. it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, imagine oh, if a, a genie one. asks you that question, but like they don't show it to you. Like you don't have this knowing, they just tell you the answer. But like, you know, when you talk to somebody and they're bad at giving an answer, they don't elaborate. They're right. Just, it's, it's just like a bullet points. Answer. So yeah. maddening. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably test that genie's uh, eternal patience. <laughs> like <laughs> for a being that could live forever, I would take a good long time making up my mind. <laughs> like he'd definitely be like, all right, dude. We got to get this Let's rolling. Go. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Sweet. Well, we know that you have uh, a killer story that, um, oh, wait, that Literally. unintended. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, just wow. really excited <laughs> to hear it because we're so hyped we had a second episode. Yes. Yeah. I've, uh, so I've had an alien experience and I've had some uh, otherworldly experiences with the paranormal as well. Yeah, stop bragging. Um, not as fun as you would think. It scares the shit out of me because yeah. once again, there's that little part in the back of my head where it's like, I could probably explain it with this. And then part of me is just like, I don't know, though. it doesn't add up. Is <laughs> That's a lot of coincidences that have to keep happening over and over again. So um, my family used to own and operate a girls camp and that started in the early 1900s i think like late teens early 20s that was started by my great great grandmother and then in the late 30s my great grandfather started a boys camp that was on the other side of the lake from the girls camp and they owned my family owned like a chunk of this town like all the property around a whole pond up the side of a mountain, massive chunk of land that was just all for this camp. So about five years after the boys camp opened, World War II broke out and uh, they had a massive influx of kids at the camp because their parents were either, you know, one parent was over fighting or they were both helping or it was just kind of crazy. Yeah. So a lot of influx of kids up into New Hampshire. And at the boys camp, uh, they were 
understaffed. They did not have a lot of people around to run the camp. So it was like skeleton crew at the camp, but all these kids. And there was a guy there uh, that was a janitor, that was a drifter that just sort of rolled into this small town, signed up and had been helping out around there. He was quiet. He was nobody. He didn't talk to anyone, like just super reclusive, my grandmother described him as looking ghoulish mm. and uh, like he had like jowls and like a droopy face and dark circles under his eyes all the time and was just this skinny, tall, creepy dude. Uh. So his nickname was Pal because he had such an award winning personality and <laughs> people in New England are just assholes <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so everyone called this guy Pal. I don't know if he liked it. Probably not. Nobody cared. So yeah, it was a uh, summer in like 41 or 42, I think, uh, that a bunch of stuff started going missing. And it was like the second or third summer this dude had worked there. He, nobody knew anything about him, but all this stuff started going missing. And then uh, a kid, kids start saying they're seeing stuff like, they're going to the bathroom at night and seeing like some dude walking around or some adult, um, some sketchy stuff. And then a kid goes missing. Oh no. And then the kid is found in the lake. Oh no. Uh, mm. And so they're all, and I guess it was kind of like a standby me moment where like a group of kids were out hiking and they were like, want to see a dead body? No. Um, <laughs> so that it's already a clusterfuck because it's uh wartime summer so it's like rations for everything and tons of kids then this kid gets hurt uh and then they find out that when they pull the body out of the lake and stuff the coroner says he's got a red burn around his neck oh, so he probably uh... didn't drown it's more likely he was like choked with a cord or something mm -hmm. Uh, so they call it a drowning <laughs> because it's <laughs> yeah, of the 1940s yep, small and yeah. <laughs> small town. And they're just like, we're just going to call it a drowning. And then the camp is on high alert and they're now, uh, no kids are allowed to leave their bunks at night. And there's a rotating set of counselors at the girls camp and the boys camp. Cause some stuff got missing from the girls camp too. rotating group of counselors. that's like on patrol all night nothing for three weeks it is quiet nothing missing nobody's reporting sketchy stuff and then my great uncle my grandmother's brother was out on patrol one night with uh one other dude and he sees a just this little flicker of light in the window of the wood shop so he's like we're going to check it out open the door and this janitor guy pal is stealing shit mm. he's oh. got like a little pen light he's decked out in like all black and he's been stealing stuff they turn on the light and they're like freeze motherfucker and the dude chucks a wood chisel at my oh, uh, no. great uncle and takes off out a window just like wow. full movie style jumps through the window 
And so my uncle's like, all right, crazy that a guy stealing shop tools from a summer camp would go out a window like that. Wonder if he knows anything about this kid in the lake. Mm. Uh, they chase him all the way up a mountain where he has a truck parked on a trail, pinnacle trail that goes uh, up to this massive set of cliffs that are like 150 feet tall. And the trail veers off at the bottom and goes around over the mountain to another town. And they think he'd been hoofing stuff up the trail into the woods to the truck and then hauling it and selling it. Mm. Like it's mm -hmm. two towns over because the mountain's in the way. So my uncle, my great uncle, my great, great grandfather take off and great grandfather take off up the mountain with like two other dudes. Uh, my grandmother's calling the police, which is one guy, a town cop. And it's like <laughs> calling him at his house. The truck crashes because they find it because he like books it and they're hoofing it up this trail after him. Mm -hmm. Truck crashes. He takes off up the mountain. It's like 4.30 in the morning at this point. So the sun's just starting to come up. They get to the top of the cliffs and the dude just takes a swan dive off. Ooh, like they have oh, him cornered. Man. They're like, don't friggin' move. We got you, dude. And he does like the double deuces and just off the top. Oh, wow. They never find his head. Oh. So they're, because the bottom, I hate it. <laughs> the no. bottom of this cliff face is just like a hundred yard rock slide of just chunks that have fallen off. Oh, God. Some of them are the size of like cars. So there's a ton of tunnels and little caves and all sorts of stuff yeah. that are always changing. Mm -hmm. So he comes down and just hits this jagged bunch of rocks after like 150 feet and explodes wow and they don't find the dude's head Jeez. immediately everything is once again like okay caught the dude who was doing all the robberies bummer that kid drowned in the lake let's <laughs> chalk this up as a weird summer and move on see you next year um, love you like a they sister found, yeah, <laughs> Uh, they find a bunch of stolen shit, a bunch of money, and a heroin kit in this dude's uh, little, like, cabin that he lived in. So they assumed he was selling money for dope, or selling stuff for dope. The kid must have seen him or known or ID'd him at some point, and he dragged the kid off. So this dude dies. It instantly becomes camp lore, and shit instantly starts going sideways at this camp uh doors shutting on kids all the time kids being dragged out of their tent at night like just waking up outside on the ground by their no. tent uh kids getting like red rashes around their neck uh, and like everybody's just like no you got poison ivy in your shirt collar and then like mm. that's the ring um stuff's moved around at the camp stuff's like all this haunty ghost stuff and then my great-grandfather dies of a heart attack suddenly. And everything, they bury him on the property and everything goes quiet. Hmm. And wow. then a couple of years later, kids start seeing, oh, and kids would see uh, a hooded or hat 
wearing figure in the woods walking that would walk with like its shoulders hunched and you could never see its face and it would always be off in the woods and hmm. like people would call to it and there was just this and they were like it's like a silhouette that has more detail the further you go down the body from wow. the top huh so uh Kids are seeing shit in the woods. All this stuff goes crazy. Great-grandfather dies. They bury him on the property. Everything stops. Then stuff's normal for a while. Some haunting stuff later. This is like when my dad was going there, I think in the 60s. All of a sudden, his uncle, my great-uncle, passes away suddenly of a heart attack. And they bury him on the property. And all the stuff that was ramping up again stops. Hmm. We used to hike there all the time, hiking up through the woods twice. My cousin and I have just seen just a dude walking through the woods off in the distance, like 50 feet through the woods. And he'll just walk behind a tree and then not walk out from the other side of the tree. And it's that same mind thing where your Mm -hmm. brain's like, oh, maybe I'm not seeing that right. And then you keep walking and you realize like, (laughs) Uh, we would also go hiking up on the mountain and you would hear what sounded like footsteps running in leaves and they would run right up to you and then you'd turn around and it would just there'd be nothing there so you'd hear like like it was coming right up behind you the older we got the less we saw it so the pinnacle pal lore is that like the camp story they would always tell is he killed a kid. They got caught. My great grandfather like chased him up the mountain and like they fought and he went off the cliff and stuff like that. Like, there's all this drama. And then my dad used to joke about like, he'd heard the story so many times that by the time he was getting ready to leave the camp, like 30 years after this happened, since my great grandfather had passed away it was my great uncle who had fought him off the cliff and like <laughs> there'd been all these evolutions to the story and like uh-huh. two kids died and so when my great uncle passed away there was it was super sudden and there was a week where none of my family was at the camp because they were all down getting stuff nobody that was like a summer home for them so they didn't live they were down in jersey uh-huh. or mass so the the second all my family was gone on the property, stuff starts going kooky again. A kid is found, like, dragged out into a field. Like, this kid just wakes up what? in the middle of one of the, like, meadows, like, oh no, 200 yards from the cabins and stuff. Red rash around his neck. Uh, kids are getting these rashes around their necks. Everybody's like, oh, it's poison ivy, blah, blah, blah. They bury my great uncle on the property. Everything goes quiet again. Hmm. And then... Again, it's like every 30 years, it would like ramp up. My 11th birthday, a bunch of my friends and I are camping down at the beach on the boys' camp side of the lake. And my cousin and I wake up the next morning. My dad tells us the story to scare all my friends. Uh, We're all laughing and joking about it. We all go to bed, scared shitless. (laughs) And then my cousin and I wake up dragged out of our tent uh, with our feet in the water by the no! lake feet in the water it's so, scary. so like we both wake up at like six in the morning right as the sun's coming up <laughs> we're both just sitting up and we're like why the fuck are our feet 
like in like how did we scoot it was like 15 mm-hmm. 10 15 feet from where our tent was mm. down to the water and then later that day i'm getting my 900th dose of sunscreen because i was the pastiest little kid <laughs> in the world and my mom's like oh did you sleep in the shirt you swam in yesterday you're getting a red rash around your neck oh, oh no so I tell my dad, like, hey, I've got a red rash. Brian and I were dragged out of my tent the other night. Are you fucking with us? Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, and he's like, oh, it's probably your friends playing tricks on you. Like, you know, we were blah, blah, blah. And I was like, seriously, though, are you messing with us? Cause like this is freaking me out and I'm never coming back here. If yeah. This is- <laughs> yeah. And my dad's like, uh, it wasn't your uncle or I, because at like midnight, we went up and slept in the house because we were so uncomfortable. So we booked and I was like, all right, they're probably just, that's his cover story. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'm up at my grandmother's house later and I hear my dad tell my grandmother, he doesn't know I can hear them in the bathroom. He goes like, hey, keep an eye out. I think someone was down fucking with the kids the other night. Ben said they were like dragged out of their cabin, blah, blah, blah. We looked for footprints the next morning. Like we went full 11 year old detectives <laughs> yeah. on wow. this beach after I woke up with my cousin and I in the water and the rashes. We couldn't find tracks anywhere. There was no sign of anyone dragging a canoe up on the beach to like mess with us. It was late September. So not a lot of people are camping in New Hampshire at that time anyway, because it's getting colder no idea what happened but hearing my dad like legit worried telling my grandmother when i wasn't there like yeah i think someone was effing with the kids and then and like a few years later we but apparently it was only kids that was the other thing is like no one over the age of like (laughs) yeah so part of the lore was that this guy was like a total coward and like the only he would not say anything. He was this quiet weirdo, but he'd scream at female counselors or like female kitchen staff. And he was always yelling at the kids for making messes. So he was this like bully douchebag. So the second all of us grew up enough where we were like adults, we'd stop seeing this stuff in it the stopped. woods. Mm. But again, is that just your kid brain growing up into an adult brain? I know. We had like a moment where I looked over in the woods once and I went, who the fuck is that guy? And my right. cousin, who, cousin who was hiking with me looked and was like, Whoa. I don't know. And then we looked back and it was gone. We were both just like, and we were hiking right up to those cliffs. It was always when you hike oh. that pinnacle trail. Did your family invent the summer, like the sleepaway camp, camp horror, horror genre? Like, so oh I don't know. God. I I always ask my dad about it. My dad's like, it's just a bullshit old tale. I've heard it told 500 ways. It was my great grand, your great grandfather that killed him. And it was your uncle and like all these different stories and stuff. But <laughs> it's all, there's no pictures. Like there are all these camp pictures. Mm-hmm. And there's this lore that like, this dude's not in any of the camp photos. Like he was never like the staff photo and everything. He was always missing that. Like they went back to look for him afterwards. They couldn't find pictures Mm. of him. And then all these kids have stories like for the next few years of just seeing like, 
hearing people run up at them out of the woods like it 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 sounds like someone's running straight at you and then you turn and look and there's nothing there or like you're thinking like oh a deer like i scared a deer or yeah something's gonna come out of the woods and it's not i've been with friends and i'll be like you want to hear some scary shit about this hike we're going on and they'll be like wow cool and then like every 10th friend i could bring up there that would happen and they would be like what the fuck <laughs> weird stuff happens on that mountain there would be uh these like gusts of wind come down it a weird way so a line of trees like 20 feet wide and like 500 yards long would all be knocked down in a row just like one flat straight line and stuff like that and it would always be on bad storms or like around mm-hmm. the time that the the murder or when the dude fell off the cliff was supposed to happen or like when the hauntings were worst uh, oh man i love this story I just thought of the classic scary movie twist to your story. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. First of all, the little boy ghost pushed him. Second of all, y'all are being haunted by the little boy ghost, not him. Mm. He's pissed. No one solved his murder. They didn't even call it a murder. And now he's trying to bring other boys and girls with them. Yeah. Turn that attention. Anyway, that's that probably a new angle. It. <laughs> that's probably not the way we want to go. I'm sure that's not what's happening. But if it was, I don't movie- know. Uh, my goal is to. My family sold that property, and I would love to buy it back someday when I'm just a Aww. filthy rich millionaire for no reason. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. makes sense. laughs> because yeah, I'm gonna do some some digging into the ghost stuff there. Yeah, that would be so uh, cool. You hear like doors shut because there's it's an old camp and it's an old farm. So there's Mm -hmm. like 10 giant outbuildings. There's an old, their well water still came from like a well up on the side of the mountain that you'd pass on this hike. And it's this like 20 foot wide roofed well. And you'd be in these buildings and stuff and doors would just slam shut or like, ah, you just like a window pane broke one time when my (laughs) my brother and I were just dicking around in there. And I was like, you broke the window. He's like, I didn't do a thing. It just exploded. (laughs) I was like, yeah. (laughs) i like meg's theory because i actually wrote down like okay what other ghosts could be haunting this place that are not pinnacle pal right like what if it was just like another counselor that was just like these were the best years of my life (laughs) and brady dumped me here and now i'll never leave this camp oh god i went off to war and died and all i was supposed to be a counselor but a full counselor (laughs) for the first time this summer (laughs) Oh my gosh, I have so many questions. Yeah, I think it's interesting also that um, it almost feels like your family's destiny to to keep the spirits of this place at bay. Like every 30 years, you're like, all right. (laughs) That was one of the reasons that they would say the haunting stopped the first time is when they brought the ashes back and spread them on the property. My great-grandfather and my great-uncle were the only two guys that like, this dude would be chewing out some counselor or being mean to a kid and they'd walk up and ream him a new one. And my uncle was always like, that guy is sketchy. Like, I don't like him. Like that all is. summer. Yeah. Oh, my, yeah. Grandmother would be like, back. yeah. <laughs> my grandmother would be like, your uncle Johnny would literally turn and be like, <laughs> like faculty meetings would be like, I don't like him. <laughs> like, I love some good faculty drama. I but love just that. like. And he's like, hey, if stuff's missing, why don't we ask the sketchy, like the creepy Billy Madison janitor on the corner? He's like, rather drink a beer. 
<laughs> yeah, he was right too. He was right. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I wrote down, never trust a quiet janitor, always trust a loud janitor. Yeah, the one that, yeah. Not the one that's like gregarious, not like John Wayne Gacy loud. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So just like random things would go missing, like nothing like specific, like only jewelry or. So it was like valuables of the kids would go missing out of their tents. Uh, A lot of power tools. Mm. from the workshop or like um they had like a jewelry making thing which not like you know it was just bullshit like wire twisting and fake gems but they had a lot of tools and stuff and like yeah really nice items they had a like a whole metal uh not metal shop um with like pottery wheels and stuff like that so like big small ticket items like a canoe or two would just go missing all of it so like stuff was just disappearing and they're yeah. they were like all right we're getting robbed who's doing it let's figure it out and it was the inside guy yeah i, I kind of hate that it's also personal belongings because that makes it so much more personal and like creepy yeah. so, like, it's one thing to be shitty anyway sorry what were you gonna say no, no no that's uh they wonder if the kid that ended up dead was like getting robbed by this dude or like mm. Mm-hmm. There's, came back to the cabin and saw came back too soon yeah Ever, right like went to take a leak at night and this dude was just hiding in the woods to like sneak into his tent and like <sighs> I hate gang that. stuff and yeah. uh of course every <laughs> my my dad's oldest brother would always be like he was molesting kids <laughs> we just like, oh my god I... if this guy was every kind of horrible we might as well just throw that into the yeah. story like uh... Whoa, whoa, I was like whoa. hoping not stealing stuff, doing heroin. Yeah. Nothing. No allegations. Se- yeah, we can separate yeah. that line if there's nothing. Yeah. But there would always be one person like old people that used to be counselors, like back in the 50s, would come back and visit my grandmother and they'd be like, oh, pinnacle pal. And every time one of them would be like, I think it was molested. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It was horrible enough. We don't need to add a new life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he's like, here's some fine wrenches. Also this canoe. <laughs> what a man. It's, it's so weird what like value in the 40s was. Because it's not like there Everything was electronics. Was <laughs> right. It was like, oh, this is a beautiful set of wood chisels that could probably fetch me $10 at a general store. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's wild y'all are even allowed up at that cliff after someone exploded after falling off of it. <laughs> like as so, kids, my mom wouldn't let me anywhere near that cliff. No way. Uh, so my great grandfather or uncle would always go on the hikes from then on out too, because oh, okay. a lot of the, there's so many details I'm missing. Cause this, this is like a, like it told well it's like a 45 minute story Um, yeah so the hikes they would take a yearly camp hike and camp at the top not like on the edge of the cliffs but back in the woods (laughs) always and those were the hikes that were always seeing crazy stuff or like kids would be dragged out of their tents towards the cliff and like Uh counselors would always say that the kids were playing pranks kids would always say the counselors were playing pranks and then in the background of it all was like the actual counselors going like, we don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my great grandfather, great uncle would go on that hike every summer when they would camp out up there and stuff wouldn't be as bad. Mm. I think what's interesting is that like, they're like, okay, a child is drowned, quote unquote. 
things are going missing. There's weird shit like people are seeing out at night. Let's put the teenage counselors on duty. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're now in charge. <laughs> it's it's the only people that were at the camp that summer. I mean, at the same time, a teenager in the 40s is basically like a 40-year-old. Like, so, yeah, no. <laughs> so that's the thing, too, though, is like, this is like 16, 15 and 16 normal counselors in training are like counselors this summer. And then it's like my great-grandfather's age who's like, over 40 and too old to fight every mm-hmm. other male <laughs> just wasn't around yeah totally. and then this this drifter dude that was like 45 and just creeping yeah but uh yeah it was just this weird like my grandmother would be like that was the strangest summer it was just like oh we're going to war oh kids that, oh, our stuff's missing oh we think we found the guy who murdered oh he just threw himself off a cliff this is our 2020. Well, that wrapped up nicely. Yeah. Big that year. All yeah. figured out. That's nice. What a summer. Dear mom and dad. <laughs> Hello, mother. Yeah. yeah. 10 yeah. weeks into this 12 week hell camp you sent me to. Mm-hmm. Hoping I'm old enough to join the war effort next summer. Yeah. <laughs> I also have just like a like a statement. It's not like a question, but like I I think the poison ivy theory like doesn't hold up. I mean, obviously it seems like you don't either, but like as a child of the woods and deathly allergic to poison ivy, I have to get like a steroid pack every single summer, my entire childhood. My doctor just gave us many refills. Anyway, um, poison ivy, I don't think, and I remember because it's the worst. I don't ever think that it started in a ring on my neck it's like feet it's like ankles it's arms hands arms hands so the, yeah never there because normally you do have a shirt and that's almost actually like protective to the oil like you know what i mean and then also wouldn't you tell because like it's blistering like poison ivy is very specific it's not like just a rash it's like this is just a red sunburn rash that goes like almost all the way around your neck and they would always, the skeptics and the people trying to naysay it would be like, well, you touched poison ivy and then touched the collar of your shirt and wore it all day and then washed your hands. So that's where no. you get the poison. You would have poison ivy all over yourself. Yeah. If you're allergic. I, I've gotten poison ivy at this farm before, literally <laughs> eyebrows to toes. And it's <laughs> yeah, like. You get it all the time. Yeah. If I was lucky enough to only have a stripper on right? my neck, that yeah. would be Dope, it's impossible yeah it's a ghost willing to strangling it's... kids yeah <laughs> it's a freaking ghost okay. it's a ghost strangling kids and none of you want to say that <laughs> i would be way more willing to believe like it's a sunburn like you need to put more sunburn like down your shirt oh, like that, that i would mm-hmm. be willing to believe but and even again that... it's like all anything that will explain it away and there are there are dozens of rational reasons why you could get a shirt collar yeah rash i get mm-hmm. it you don't want to say it's the ghost that's mur- trying to murder more kids in the woods. <laughs> oh, and that was a message. So the the ring was also a sign that he was trying to get a head back. That was oh. the big. They never found the head, so he would try to get his head back by like, I don't know. By borrowing one from a child. <laughs> yeah, by just yeah. taking a tiny kid's head and an adult body. You would look ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that idiot ghost with a baby's head. 
you went too far, man. You're not scary anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think if you found the head, it would stop? Like, is that, if you bought back the property, is that what the goal is to fuck? So check would- this out. There's a skull somewhere on that map. I know. According I would to this be story, obsessed with it. Right? I would be like, obsessed with this. Yeah. There's a glowing green skull that is the base for all this spirit's power. And when I find it and crush it, the curse will finally be <laughs> Everyone will be freed. Yes. Yeah. It's my destiny. I mean, well, yeah. How could you I, not? It kind of is. It's been in your family for generations. Uh, Hear me out. Just in case you're on a timeline, maybe you get ghost adventures to bring you there (gasps) (laughs) or some other tv show where you're like look i can't buy it back but i just need give me one night like but we're going let's find it up there yeah yeah Yeah, i want to uh, i mean silhouettes and barn windows like Mm -hmm. just the double take stuff where everybody's like you just saw a shadow man like that seeing it every single time i look up at that window is one thing but seeing it like just stare oh come on yeah. it's it's just all that stuff where i'm like rational brain yes this could all just be me freaking myself out but it's not it's a ghost yeah <laughs> you also need to think of the like the fact that all of it's happening at once and that it does have correlation to the story like i feel like if it was one thing it's easier to be like yeah you're just overthinking it but there's so yeah. many so like it zoomed there was a plaque on a stone with my great uncle's name on it that when the property was being stole, sold, they removed. Mm. And shit started going wonky again. Mm. <laughs> Stuff started missing as yep. we're organizing <sighs> and preparing to sell this property. You know, my brother and I are cleaning out and like three doors slam shut all at once. And we're just like, and my dad's like, you left a window open. It was just a draft. And we're just sitting there on like a Hell blue no. sky, sunny, calm day. Just like, <laughs> oh, I hate that. Ugh. There's a part of me that likes to imagine your great great grandfather, two mm-hmm. greats, three greats, one one great grandfather, uh, my dad's grandfather, yeah, okay. and my great uncle. I like to imagine that, like in the afterlife, they're just shit talking the ghost of this headless. Yeah, he's got like a headlock like, while the other one's just asshole, body like, You stay over there. Stop coming into the game. I don't like, like you. <laughs> so it's my grandmother's family's like crazy athletic she was like a diver her mom was a dancer uh her brother in my uh great uncle in all these like camp photos when he's like in his 20s looks like a brunette captain america like he looks like the atlas ads in the end of comics he's just jack so that was the thing is he was like you know the the handsome athletic camp counselor i'll get you fiendish janitor if you're trying to kill kids <laughs> and like beat him up and stuff like that but uh yeah it's a it's such a i forget that it's a story my family has like yeah we were talking about aliens and i was thinking about that day i was like oh there's that whole like haunted summer <laughs> camp farm that i grew up on too that i should probably that's how you were dragged out of a tent with your cousin yeah, yeah. can we talk about that for a second so was there evidence that you your body was physically dragged or did it look like you walked to the edge of the water? So, no, we were in our sleeping bags asleep and we woke up at the same time, sat up and just like mid-calf down of our sleeping bags with us in it was just in the lake. Oh, we were, that's I different. That. I was yeah. like, oh, like you like 
you have like a bad dream or you're possessed by a demon no, and you walk out of your like, tent like yeah our mm-hmm. tent was unzipped someone grabbed the feet of both our sleeping bags and dragged us and put feet in the water that's horrifying i hate that and the the other reason why i believe my dad is because he was like keep your mouth shut about this drag down to the water shit because your mother would freak out if she knew that <laughs> I went to sleep up in the house and left a bunch of 11-year-olds next to a lake unconscious all night. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't fucking with you, but it was one of your friends. Like, one of your friends just didn't, wouldn't tell you, but all my friends the next morning when they woke up and we were telling about it, we looked for footprints. There were no, the beach was just- They were visibly kissing their pants as you're telling yeah. Like, I remember my cousin and I were like, that was weird. And there were, three of the other four kids were like, we want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> like, also the fact that it's, it's your cousin, like that's very pointed. And it's, he and I always saw stuff on hikes mm-hmm. when we were hiking together. And when I was with friends or groups of friends, it was almost never, but it was like, when we were on hikes together, we would always see like just a dude far enough away. Again, it's like signs. It's just far enough away where you can tell it's, a shape standing mm-hmm. and then it would just like duck down and disappear and people would be like it was a black bear it would just like hind leg it and then you know, it heard you and stuff and i'm like ah, it looks like people it looks like scary people yeah either way we're not walking towards that tree did anyone ever have a story of the spirit reacting to you guys or does it seem more like they're just doing whatever they're doing so it was the general consensus is like this dude's a coward so they're like if you ever see pinnacle right, pal just scream right. at him and he'll okay. run away mm. and that's why like the footsteps running up it's always behind you from behind. or from the signs you're not looking at so it's mm-hmm. almost like he's trying to come up behind you and grab you i hate that and then you I turn around so yeah it's just like i remember turning around a couple of times and always thinking like Okay, are those leaves moving behind me because I just walked over them, or did something just skitter mm. up to right behind me and then? Ah. Yeah, I mean, I had the thought of like, what if it was your great grandfather and great uncle, like running, like it's the residual sound of them running up behind, as Never opposed to it being like that. the cat. So it's like they're, they're coming up with us. They're running, yeah. Maybe. Like I mean, just a, that's like, cool. It's interesting to think of like if it's not the janitor. Because it does like, what sometimes you hear running it? in the woods too. And again, yeah. you'd always be like, oh, it's probably a deer. Yeah. But then you turn and look and your brain's like, the sound's coming from a part of the forest we can see, and there's nothing there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting too, because like, right, like the fear makes you feel like, what if it's the guy, but what if there is like this, like there's other elements that are happening. This is what I'm saying is when you pitch this as a movie, if they don't take it as a scary movie, you're like, what if it's a heartwarming story about family <laughs> protecting each other from beyond the grave? Yeah. Because like all the doors shut and they're like, wow, we saved you from like yeah. the roof falling in. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's a ton of history on that property. My dad has a revolutionary war musket. Wow. That was like the original owners of this home had it so there's it's just such an old place and i think it was first like the first building one of the outbuildings which was like the guest house when we were kids was built in like 
1698 or like 1720 or some crazy stuff like that. So mm. for nice. America, that's, that's pretty old. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What, one question I had about the shadow person was like, were they always walking in a different direction or did they seem like they were, it was stalking you? Like stalking, like walking just mm. off from your periphery and always like tree to tree kind of. Mm-hmm. And then you turn and you just see, you know, it, it would always look like someone was either doing the back behind a tree or doing the mm-hmm. like hustle walk to get to the next tree. Like, you know, if you're like, if someone goes to look and you're doing something, you do that like a couple extra steps, to, like hide behind a corner if you're going to. Mm-hmm. Even in death, what a freaking nerd. Yeah, this right. sucks. That's God. the, he's, it's like, it's listening to like my grandmother or someone describe how he looked and they're like, he just always had these like dark bags and like jowl, like his face always looks like he was melting and his eyes were always like half open. She, she would always uh. be like, never clean shaven. Like that was a big thing for her. It was just like, I'm sure heroin was somehow worse and not as good. In yeah. It's just like he, you get that feeling of just this like opportunist sort of predator dude who is going around plucking stuff out of people's cabins and selling it for his vice. Ah, it's and like, but also he was super angry. And again, he would always yell at like mm. the younger counselors or the kids or like women, any right or women. But if it was like one of the, male counselors that was like 18 to 25 he would never he'd just do like you know like my uncle again my great uncle would give this dude shit all the time and he never did anything mm-hmm. he would just like mm-hmm. sit there quietly and like keep going mm. and he'd be like i'm watching you man I'm like this guy he's never like nothing's ever clean this place he's a shitty janitor mm-hmm. yeah stuff's missing i bet he knows what's going on and then yeah, yeah, just that yeah. real creep vibe. You and know, like, like a drifter in the 40s. A drifter, yeah, a drug addicted drifter. Versus like yeah. a strong family unit that like yeah. runs a family uh-huh. wholesome camp. Yeah. This is a wholesome camp. This was incredible. Yeah, that's uh that's all I got, but it's uh it's a doozy. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm just no kind problem. of like I'm a little rusty telling it. I usually tell it a little smoother <laughs> with all the details and compass and not having to backtrack as much, but how dare you? yeah <laughs> there's a lot to unpack <laughs> i just honestly can't get over like this is the type of thing and i wonder what the future types of stories that lore will be built off of will be like i guess it's things like going on a date from craigslist and getting murdered i guess that's what it is but it, <laughs> like it is just kind of like it follows so many classic tropes but our stories like come from places like in reality yeah. and that's the thing that i really like about it is that like even you know, my house um my house was a summer camp as well and we ours is completely fabricated but we would i would always tell my little brother's friends that a kid had drowned in the lake and they always are like out looking like especially if it was like a foggy night i'd be like especially like on foggy nights like this like you'll see stuff like coming out of the water like trying to yeah. bring you back and like, like my brothers they hated it <laughs> Oh, like, it would be 
my dad would tell it and it would be like, yeah, after the third or fourth kid went missing, they were thinking they'd shut down the camp. I'm like, yeah, kids yeah. were found headless and all this crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then I just remember like at the end, he'd always be like, but seriously, most of that happened. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, ours is always like, nah, none of this is But there's true. no, I can't find newspaper stuff. Like I have dug, we mm. emptied out a bunch of old desks and there were these like clippings about, uh, when my great grandfather passed away, because it was a sudden heart attack and like what it meant for the camp. And there were all these clippings about like Aww. kids at ragged camp chip in for the war effort, all this stuff, no clippings about any of the sketchy stuff that happened. And I'm like, so this is just like a camp tale. But I and wonder, my, did they keep it under wraps? Cause they didn't even want to say that the boy had been murdered. They said he drowned. So, well, so that's, but again, it was like, 1942 so the counselors were always like yeah what was that ring around his neck and everybody else was like i mean he drowned he was found face down in a lake he had a yeah he had a ring around his neck but then like all the yeah i made it sound a little bit more like they're just like cover up that ring uh, <laughs> i think it was more of like once they started putting everything together with the stuff missing and another kid was apparently like chased through camp one night mm, by mm. someone he saw. And then uh, a bunch of stuff was missing out of his tent the next day. Like there's so I've heard the story so many times and everybody always adds a detail of like, I heard the kid that was chased had a note that was like, keep your fucking mouth shut on his pillow the next Holy day. Like, <laughs> so I think what more was happened is everybody went, just went like, we're pretty sure this was a drowning he was found in a lake in like sleeping right. gear in the forties, in the forties. Yeah. In Puritan New England ring. while his dad is probably off at war and his mom's right. like, well, now I have nobody. It's oh, all no, dark. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I almost made the joke earlier when I went, dear mom and dad. Well, at least mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going for it. But it's, yeah. it's one of those things where you, it's, it's like whenever I hear true crime of like H.H. Holmes and stuff, and I'm like, man, when there wasn't even like television to maybe accidentally record you, like we had the Zapruder film of the K JFK assassination, mm -hmm. luckily, yeah, mm -hmm. let alone back in the 40s when they were just like, kids dead, guess it was the water. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's know, funny because like, uh, anything before like the 60s, I just conflate into like, old timey medicine where they're like, mm -hmm. oh, that ring around the neck is where <laughs> is where the air is. Like yeah. 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 that's yeah. why yeah. the rings they don't even know. Yeah. That was the worst case of ringworm I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. put some tonic like on the it. Dumbest yeah. like ideas All come out of my brain. The story, every time I tell this story, because there are these leather-bound tomes of camp photos that they would pay a photographer to like yeah. follow everyone through camp. So my grandmother had these volumes of like, you know, 32, 33, 34. Um, and all of them are black and white, but like that crisp, nice black and white photo. Uh -huh. So it's like in the sandlot when Squints is telling the story. Like every time I tell the story, everyone's black and white. It's all monochrome. Right. Like, the camp, you know, it's like everyone's like pointing, and then it'll be like dun dun dun, piano will play, and it'll yeah, be like, yeah. he's over there. Like, <laughs> it's just so weird thinking about how much easier it was probably to get away with that stuff. Because half the time you could just be like, it's a kid, tell him to shut up, he's lying. And other adults yeah. be like, 
great point. Yeah. Or you just Steal be like, I don't know, I'm a drifter. I'm just going to leave. Goodbye. Yeah. I'm just going to leave. You'll never see me again. Yeah. Like, well, I'm drifting into town and I know which end of a mop touches the floor. And they're like, hire him. Yeah. Should we, should we see if it's safe for him to be around kids? Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go have a martini. It's 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most of us, i.e. comedians, treat open mics as a necessary evil. But not Silas P. Every week, Silas talks to a veteran of the sights, sounds, and smells of the Philly open mic scene, sharing stories of momentary triumph and lingering failure with enough shit talk sprinkled in to make you listen to hear your name. I'm like 35% sure that I'm in there. So pay attention, hang out in the room, and maybe you'll learn why you got bumped on the launching pod. Your story about a haunted farm camp had me thinking about other haunted farms. And we know lots of famous ones um, that you hear stories about um, or different properties. But one that I had forgotten about involves country music singer Loretta Lynn. Are you all fans of Loretta we Lynn? Are. Yeah. So this is Coal Miner's daughter, correct? Yes. Okay. She sung that yes. song as well as many others. Right. Um, but I know the Sissy Spacek movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because it's so funny. It's one of those, it wasn't like a synchronicity or anything, but it was definitely one of those moments where she's on my mind lately because I listened to her on Fresh Air because she has a new album out this year she's been performing her first hit came out in 1960 i'm a honky uh i'm a honky tonk girl i'm a honky girl i should know which one that is 1960 she her song i'm a honky girl was like her first wow chart topper she put out an album this year in 2021 that's 61 years of performing music years and one of the things i learned about her on the fresh air um episode was that she became really good friends with Jack White, who lives in Tennessee, and he's been producing her albums for like the last 10 years. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, so it's sweet. Just, she's super still relevant and it's just really interesting. But she's relevant today because her house in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee is definitely haunted. Whoa. I love it. <laughs> Tell me. Everything. I have to give a shout out to two articles. I did a bunch of different kinds of research for this, but. The two that I really leaned on were an article from modernfarmer.com and wideopencountry.com. So shout out to them. The country singer Loretta Lynn bought a plantation home in 1966, um, the same year her song Dear Uncle Sam was topping radio charts. But her house was built in the 1800s, the late 1800s, by a guy named James Anderson. And it was rumored... (laughs) that 19 soldiers were murdered there and buried on the property. Um, It hasn't been confirmed, but it seems to like follow other people's experiences of the home. Um, So Hurricane Mills Mansion is this property that they like moved into. They lived in as a family. One of her sons, Jack, encountered the spirit of a Civil War soldier trying to take off his boots One of her other sons, Ernest, saw two soldiers standing at the foot of his bed. Her twin daughters also spotted a woman in white, as did Loretta herself. And the woman in white was sobbing on the balcony. Oh. 
classic woman in white trope, right? Mm-hmm. Women in white, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> These Civil War women ghosts crying over their uh, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, uh, Loretta has been pretty open about discussing her experiences with the paranormal and believes that she has psychic abilities that really play into some of the experiences that she's had in the home. Um, they actually moved out of the house in the 80s. Um, one of her sons drowned on the property. Wow. But the estate is now open to visitors. And I just want to talk about what we could do if we decided to go on a trip to Hurricane Mills <laughs> Mansion because is, there's me, tons of activity. So you're <laughs> telling me this is just a pitch for a vacation that you're going to I'm saying that I'm thinking about all the fun places we can go to <laughs> after we are all vaccinated. So, I love it. So, but one of the things that's interesting, so the house, the big property now, it's open um, and they're still having experiences today. I should step back. Okay, let me tell you about what we would do and then I'll tell you about what's happening today. So okay. on the property, you can... Number one, if you have an RV, you can bring your RV onto the property and stay there, but you can also lodge in a cabin. You can do primitive camping. There's a bunch of different things that you can do. You can go to the Frontier Homestead um, where the original log cabins of the property are, you know, they're furnished. There is a Native American artifacts museum. There is also a doll and fan museum. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. That is a perfect spot to have some haunted shit go down. Yeah, it's asking. Yeah. Yeah, The Doll and Fan Museum hosts a vast array of dolls and gifts sent to Loretta from her loving and devoted fans over the course of her six decade career. They send her dolls. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like it was meant to be. Like the spirits were like, you know what we need to really up our our haunting game a little bit. Adult (laughs) museum. (laughs) You know what though? So it even says in the description of the coal miner's daughter's museum. So it's a museum dedicated to like her her work and her life and legacy. It even (laughs) openly says that Loretta is a hoarder. Um, because anyone quote. Anyone who grew up in the hills of Eastern Kentucky had to save everything. So oh, it's really cool it. that over the course of this, you know, of her career, like she saved so much and that there's a curated museum that you can go to. Uh, Meg Yule, especially like this, they filmed an episode of Ghost Adventure with your boy Zach it. Baggins My that boy. I watched most of until I had to turn it off. <laughs> I just think I'd fit really well in with that crew. I'd be one of the guys before they even realize. He just looks like Ray Romano. And I just imagine every time I watch Ghost Adventures that I'm just watching really Ray Romano. Like, I don't see that. But I mean, I love it even more. If it was Ray Romano, that would be like next level. Ray Romano's Ghost Adventures would be the show that I would tune into every week. Everyone loves ghosts. Yeah. I'm for it. Um, But one of the things that even brings it, um, one of the things that's noted even today is that whoever the spirits are in the mansion, uh, obviously it's not Loretta because she is still living and having a vibrant, active career. But the spirits don't like people messing. Probably one of her kids, though. Maybe. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, But they, the people still report, like tour guides have reports of seeing weird things on the premises. Definitely like ghostly figures, things out of the corner of the eye. One tour guide, I guess is the best way to put it, 
um, had moved an object that normally wasn't moved and didn't put it back in its place. And then during that day was shoved by an invisible force down the steps. Nice. <laughs> so keep your mitts off of all the stuff. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, the story of Loretta Lynn's ranch. I'm obsessed. I love it. So weird hoarder connection. Mm-hmm. Up until my grandmother passed away, we still had tents and all sorts of stuff from the camp just stored in all the old outbuildings. Yeah. yeah. And one of the days we were emptying all that out was when a lot of crazy stuff was happening, like door slamming and yeah. So ghost like shit left the way they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing they say, right? Like people, when stuff is in transition or whatever, people ghosts don't like that and people experience more weird things mm-hmm. if this is too personal feel free to not answer but did you keep any special memento from the camp or anything from like your grandparents like just like belongings so uh my grandparents collected antiques mm-hmm. so there was a ton of stuff all mm-hmm. throughout uh this place i have a old like map of Paul Bunyan's United States in my living room that is oh cool very wow. dated that's cool. uh yeah I was reading over it with my daughter the other day and I was like <laughs> oh this was definitely written in like the 50s uh, yeah. <laughs> uh there there's a huge community of like now grandparents who went to the camp or were counselors there that still would visit my grandmother every year uh, a couple of people bought houses on the same pond um but there's a big community of people and again there's like it was totally normal as kids for people to just show up and be like oh i went here to camp from like 10 to 15 and like there were just these big leather bound volumes of black and white photos like i have an awesome picture of my grandmother when she was like eight wow full camp gear eating off a metal plate uh, it's like beans and bread with like her little meat and vegetable just sitting in a oh. field with like horses in the background and a bunch of other That's little girls so and stuff. It's super cool. I love that. Yeah. And you said when you looked through the photos, you didn't have any of what's so his face, right? Nobody, people searched because again, dude's head was missing and he was like a drifter. Oh, one needed photos. So when people like? were like, right. Like the cops are like, okay, well, uh, once we sew all these pieces back together, I guess we'll have a heightened weight, but can wow. anybody tell me? And they were like, oh, we'll definitely have pictures once they get developed from the camp photographer. Nothing. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So it's the same thing with like Loretta Lynn though. Like none of this has been confirmed other than people I know telling me the story and then being like, it happened. There's no proof. And then all this, it's, yeah, it's like that stuff attracts like an inability to be proven. We just had a person who had this insane story um, where his mom was hearing clocks for like this week leading up to this. And then all of a sudden, while she was like at like a vanity, she like opened the mirror and then like, while it was open, these like all of these pieces of a clock just fall like into the sink in front of her. But not and out she, of the vanity, not out of the mirror. Just like habit. out of nowhere, basically. 
Yeah. And so we're like, holy shit, that's so cool. And he's like, the weirdest part is that she had it the entire time she lived there. She specifically remembers packing it 100%. But when she got home and went to unpack everything, it was just gone. Yeah. She had a jar of clock parts for years. Then they moved and the clock parts didn't come with them, even though she swears they were there. So you're right. There's something, there is some like men in black person that's job is to go around and like get rid of all this stuff. Or so I just, no one can put it like, together. there's no, there's no police report of anyone passing away at this camp. But again, it's also the forties. So like everything was handwritten yeah. in a filing cabinet. So there could have been, and then one winter the roof leaked and up oh, 10 years of police right, reports just yeah. molded, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, are useless. So true. it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. Oh man. That goes like seeing the ghost stuff, like not aggressive ones, like the passive ghosts who are just stuck in that loop. Like we were talking about last episode that. I find fascinating, but the fact that I always felt like the one I was familiar with was hunting me was kind of like yeah, no yeah. good, mm. no thanks. <laughs> mm. <sighs> oh, I love the Loretta Lynn story too because it's like <laughs> it's, there's like what nineteen? What did you say? Twelve soldiers just buried there, just I hanging think out. That, it, was, it was eighteen or nineteen. It almost feels like I always thought of this idea for a sketch where it was like real world, but like they're all ghosts. Like it almost feels like that to me where like there's like a crying woman and all the ghosts on the bottom are like, ah, she always cries. You know what I mean? Like we're going to go stare at those kids while they sleep. Real original Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You two perverts are just staring at kids while they sleep. (laughs) You're soldiers from a war. What would you be doing in a bedroom staring at people sleeping? Yo, you're in my spot, dude. Yeah. So that's, uh, God, I keep remembering all these like details the road from the farmhouse down to the lake uh had a like 20 plot cemetery from like the 1700s and it was basically the small farm community that lived on that lake that owned like that whole area and i remember we would always just again it was like when you grow up with stuff, you don't realize how weird it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just like walk through and look at the graves and like read them all as kids. Cause we're like, Oh, we're going to the lake. And one of my friends was like, Whoa, what's that cemetery? Like right next to the road. And, uh, it'd be baby gravestones oh. of like three month olds. Yeah. And it would be families where you'd see like big gravestone, big gravestone, three little gravestones big gravestone i know this is messed up but i do think it's kind of hilarious that babies get baby gravestones like why why can't you just give them a big one who cares but (laughs) it's you none of them would have the dates it would just say like three months it would have like the birthday and then like there would be no end date it would just say like born december 23rd blah 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 three months old yeah that's weird and it would always be next to the parents who would die like 40 years after it's yeah yeah maybe you have a bunch of baby vampires like those have actually died (laughs) that's when they turn anyway sorry so then walking once you pass the cemetery and i would always tell friends this they're coming down be like yeah once you pass the cemetery look for the lone chimney standing in the woods and then just keep going oh that's a good feeling the Mm -hmm. old Mm -hmm. the old central cabin had a giant fireplace at one end and one winter the roof collapsed Mm -hmm. and they just never rebuilt it and so there would be a huge like six foot wide 
16 foot tall chimney mm-hmm. just in the middle of the woods between the road and the lake as you walk down. But you'd be like, and my friends would be like, cemetery check, murder <laughs> chimney in the woods check. Oh, quiet secluded beach where I'm going to die chimney. check. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. Love it. I have this thought about, um, about why places that have more history seem to be more haunted. And it's because I took a art of death class. I don't know if I'd mentioned this in the last episode or in conversation, but I'm really interested in studying like death education and about the death doula profession. And one thing I've learned about is how we, people used to take care of their dead and they're dying differently than they do now. Right. Where we have hospice or like you're nearing the end of your life. So you go to a hospital you have different ways to pass. Whereas like before there wasn't always like an undertaker who had a building where like people's bodies were taken care of or prepared for burial or like there were cemeteries, but there were also people with properties where they had a, a family cemetery. Family yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. That's I do what also, that was, yeah. yeah, I do also wonder if there could be something to like people who kind of meet their end in the space, if that also impacts how well they can haunt a space <laughs> oh interesting thought. yeah 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 it's just like it's just something i think about sometimes where i'm just like oh i wonder like you know where people people had the opportunity to suffer more <laughs> in the home yeah. right like yeah definitely yeah well you'd have generations that would pass in the same room probably you yeah because i mean yeah. i know my great great grandmother passed at that farm because mm-hmm. that's where she lived. Yeah, and it was like you know, I've got the I've, what, what's what's wrong with you? I'm just old and dying, so I'm just going to lay in bed a lot until I finally yeah. go. <laughs> that is what you do. She's got a point. Well, um, and there were even rooms in some houses that were specifically designed like um, with the door that leads like right out because that's where like you would have the body to mm-hmm. come see it, and then you would just mm. take them out the door. <laughs> To go to the cemetery. So my dad used to work in a cemetery and uh, they always talk about how you older grave sites, they would mound the earth a certain amount because the, like for all the old graves, because the pine box you were buried in would collapse within a couple of years after Mm. it rotted. And then if you didn't mound it in front of the grave high enough, it would leave an indentation. Oh. So he was like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, we'd have to check every spring and see if like there were any like sinking graves and recover them and like seed them and stuff like that. But I mean, this with the most amount of respect possible, but of course your dad worked at a graveyard. Yeah, right. It, you know, grew up a whole state away and he was just like, we just mowed between the graves and it sounded like the coolest job when I was a kid. I was like, God, it was just him and his best friend like hanging out in a graveyard all day, making sure it looked nice. And I was like, man, <laughs> no complaints from people. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Just maybe an evil spirit, probably more that are just mellow and happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> are you able to tell us about how your family is lucky in like five to 10 minutes? Because I am I know we're keeping you along. Oh, I don't know how long. Uh, yeah. So we're not you lucky. That. <laughs> yeah. We... 
we defy odds. Defy mm-hmm. odds. That mm-hmm. was the wording. Yeah. So if there is a one in a billion chance it'll happen, it will probably happen to someone on my mom's side of the family. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, four kids, all bright red hair. Okay. Like just one of <laughs> those things piece. you're like, maybe one. But right yeah all four like yeah. you're not supposed to have the or if it is all four it's always two redheaded parents right and my grandmother had reddish hair but my grandfather had like elvis black <laughs> so it's uh-huh. just like right, that's a lot of red hair. yeah um so uh winning raffles happens mm-hmm. all the time uh turned 18 bought my first lotto ticket and I just went like, watch me win. Like, I just knew I was like, I'm going to win money off this one of my buddies. It's like, bullshit, won 150 bucks. Whoa. Nice. That's uh, awesome. My, we were at a like charity golf tournament and we bought, uh, I think we bought like 10 raffle tickets out of like the 500 people there. And we won uh, like eight prizes. <gasps> oh, that probably pissed some like, people off. People thought it was rigged. Yeah. Because every people from our table, but it was like, and it was only my mom, her brothers, my brother and I. Like my dad didn't win. My dad's brother <laughs> didn't win. Like That's it's actually just really funny. My uncle's been hit by lightning and won three scratch tickets. Uh, wow. I have been hit by lightning indirectly. Our house has been hit by lightning, I think, like 10 to 12 times what? between Jeez. two houses that we've moved. Uh, yeah, I get freaked out in lightning now as an adult because, yeah. like, <laughs> I would too. Oof. Yeah. Um, Same. So it's huh. like shark stuff. Like when people are like, chances of being bit by a shark are like winning on a scratch ticket or getting hit by lightning. I was like, I can check two of those boxes. Yeah, probably, <laughs> so I'm yeah. not going yeah. in the water. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, in the just, shallow uh, end. My That's uncle's car cool. was sideswiped by a state plow truck. He had a dollar in his wallet, won enough money to cover all of his uh, premiums Whoa, for insurance and stuff like that. Cool wow. Story. Yeah. Wow. Just weird stuff like pop fly balls, all this weird stuff where, like, if something, if the odds of something actually happening are astronomical, there's a good chance it'll happen to my mom or her brothers. Here's a weird side question. Are you all born in the same, like, something, right? Like, if you're an astrology believer, like, we're all, like, born numerous All over the map with birthdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... It's just weird. Like, it's hard to explain. Like my mom and her three brothers all have bright red hair and are all three of the most different people you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like my one uncle's like 6'5", 280. The other one's like 6'2", 145 pounds. <laughs> my mom's like 5'1". <laughs> like, they all look, but they all have the same bright color. Like just weird. We that always just so joke weird. about it. We're like something... My great grandfather was a geneticist, and we were like, he did some weird experiment. <laughs> he, he did some sort of magic. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was genetic. convinced that like your grandmother made some kind of bargain with like a forest folk. <laughs> oh, totally legit. Maybe totally legit. I would mm-hmm. not. I would not rule that out for a second. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. We have a game to play. Yeah, we do. Let's do it. I think you're going to like it. Um, So in an effort to make it fast, because we've been doing this just in general, um, what we're playing today is Monster Fight, which is we make up monsters, we make up an item. I'm trying not to say weapon, but they are going to try to beat the other monsters with it. But it doesn't necessarily (laughs) need to win. It doesn't need to be a weapon. Sometimes like people hear ours and they're like, oh, I thought you said weapons. So, um, yeah, shout out Brian Durkin because we stole this game from him. Nice. Friend of the pod. (laughs) Friend of the pod. pod. So the way I think I should do it, mine and Alyssa's monsters will battle. And then whoever wins gets to battle yours, Ben. Okay. you have to have yours before we have, like, we all have to think of it at the same time. So don't right. change I'd, it because yeah. <laughs> then you'll have an advantage. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's all just take a second and try to think of a good monster. Okay. I think I, I think I'm okay. All right. Let's play super fight. I'm so excited. Okay. Alyssa, my thing is Loretta Lynn with a super cursed doll. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's a good one. Because <laughs> um, I was going to say Ben's dad with the keys to a UFO. Oh, wow. Okay, I got to ch- close the second one now because that one was a little closer to what I was thinking. Okay. Um, and we all we all can vote on what we think and how we think it would play out. Dang. But you can tell us first, Ben, what your initial thoughts are. Okay. So I'm just telling you between my dad with the keys to the UFO and Loretta Lynn with a haunted doll. A who cursed would win? doll. Cursed yeah. doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, between the two s- of them fighting, who would win? What do you think your dad's reaction would be if he was face-to-face <laughs> yeah. with Loretta Lynn and this cursed doll? Big fan. Big country music fan. <laughs> yeah, he's so there being so, Anyway, yeah, but mm-hmm. also, also, you know, just a born and bred New Englander, so it'd be more of like, a, <laughs> "Are you fucking Loretta Lynn?" <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd win because he just, yeah, he'd be kind of like, "Wait a minute, are you Loretta Lynn?" And then she'd throw the doll at him. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, I unless agree. he does the the UFO keys between the knuckles punch, <laughs> like yeah. walking yeah. walking alone at night. <laughs> I don't All think right. just so having you're the saying keys Loretta to the Lynn. I think Loretta Lynn takes that one. I mean, come on, 60 years of hits. My dad's, he's done some great things. <laughs> he's not topping the charts. Meg, what do you think? I, well, I'm obviously going to say my girl Loretta. Um, I, I didn't want to give any, I didn't want you to assume the doll's powers because I wanted you to just make them up if you had any ideas. But I'm assuming this doll can like suck souls. Mm. so i think it would just it wouldn't even be he'd be like halfway to that ufo before he's just like a little doll forever you gotta remember though like my family's fought supernatural stuff for years oh yeah (laughs) that is true we're basically like third generation ghost hunters kind of true like actually like hunters yeah (laughs) yeah and you do have the like whatever can happen will like maybe you would get there on time that's also totally because that's almost like a superpower that's definitely the wheelhouse where like i would be while running from a monster i'd be the one that like gets the key in the car you need that in scary movies yeah you need things to go right for you but i'm still gonna go with loretta lynn because she's a bad bitch i am also gonna go with loretta lynn really yeah because it was like really unfair of me to be like 
Trends really feel down, like I should have picked my dad. Like, <laughs> <riding a yoke. laughs> I feel like we're all ganging up on my dad now. No, I can't listen. <laughs> well, more it's just like, okay, hear me out. So I'm not convinced that even if he has the keys, that like managing and navigating the UFO would be good. Like, how could he like have the precision to like hit Loretta Lynn with anything in like right. any weapon of the UFO? To See, use the UFO, yeah. So we're from two very different schools of ufology then because Mm -hmm. i believe they're so advanced that it's like there's nothing on the ship and you just walk on the ship's like all right i'm plugged into your brain what do you want me to do oh and so all of a sudden you're just like laser cannons on the ship's (laughs) (laughs) we don't have those but what we do have is yeah yeah. see i believe that too like in a practical sense but i really like to believe that your dad would just be on a very like go-kart style like <laughs> power trying. wheels version of a ufo that like a just alien a plain, laser child a yeah plain cockpit with 500 buttons and he has <laughs> yeah. no idea what that is all written in a different language uh, but what i like about it is also that like your mom's side is incredibly with the odds so it kind of makes sense that like loretta's doll could curse your dad and then like it would be kind of like that match of like lucky unlucky you know what i mean oh yeah but so that luck literally does not extend beyond blood relatives no i know that's why it would be like your mom would be very like with the odds whatever they might be and then your dad just has cursed cursed (laughs) energy all she's living the high life like i won one ticket to a cruise again yeah i uh lynn she yeah. wins sorry she wins the day no that's no, good again it's uh i feel like even if he got on the ship and it was fully brain compatible he'd just be looking around like what the fuck there's nothing on here <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, commenting on the poor engineering like this is weird and for some reason we all just assume loretta knows what the fuck to do with a cursed doll like she's I mean, the doll knows oh, what to do you don't, you don't, don't, yeah. powering her. you don't collect them while already living on haunted earth without knowing like yeah she knows her way around power. yeah for real sweet she okay. probably talks to her dead kid all the time he still visits like he yeah. just comes back yeah i hope i'm so. afraid That'd of no sweet. ghosts <laughs> all right ben so it's loretta lynn with a cursed doll versus who you got uh, I have Frankenstein with a mop and bucket. Oh. So like a janitor jumpsuit Frankenstein Got just it. coming at you with like a dirty bucket of mop water and a big old nasty mop. Yeah. Uh, I don't even. I mean, I'm giving it to Frank because I just, I don't feel, I feel like curses roll off a, yeah, that's what sewn is, together. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He's already cursed. I was born cursed. Yeah, I yeah just, I just sorry, seen, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, no, there's definitely the movie moment where she's like, I curse you with this doll. And he's just like, <laughs> I was born cursed. He just <laughs> consumes and crushes her. That's so funny. Yeah. I also like the idea he's going after her with this like dirty mop water. She's like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah not, not just here. wheeling it closer and she's just dressed in like her southern finery yeah <laughs> he's like flicking water this and she's just white. like <laughs> yeah i don't he doesn't i don't think a cursed doll would really work on frankenstein i think yeah right. and if it's coming down to sheer strength i mean loretta had a great run like she's not 
Yeah, you know, he's like eight feet tall. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't think over. she's that big. Sissy Spacek played her in a movie, so she can't be yeah. that big. Yeah. I really think that Frankenstein would also potentially love the doll, right? Like the doll oh, and Frankenstein, like yeah. like he would adopt it as his own like uh comfort object. That would be kind of cool. Like he killed like in this, he be he knocks out Loretta Lynn. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't wanna and then he just like keeps the doll and now he's Frankenstein with a cursed doll forever. Because they're both cursed. Yeah. It's a match made yeah. in heaven. They're, they're both cursed and made by yeah. other people. Yeah. I'm not so convinced though that like she couldn't charm him into just working for her at the ranch. True. But that's so not I how wanted, this goes. I wanted to go with like Frankenstein, but with like a book of poems, like Shel Silverstein poems, and you'd just be like, "Ah, oh, you can't hurt this guy. He's such a big sweet." And then he just beats you to death with a book yeah. of poems. <laughs> Where the sidewalk ends, it ends here. Because <laughs> reading the Frankenstein book as a kid, I was always like, "I mean, he's kind of in the right." Yeah, <laughs> like, he's not totally wrong. He's just yeah. created and then like labeled a monster and chased out of his home. Like, come on, he can. He be doesn't angry. even really have his own name. He just has the name of yeah, the guy yeah, who made right? him. Yeah. He's just this guy's monster. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be upset. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I, guess I like that game. Frankenstein. Sounds like yeah. Frankenstein takes it. Yeah. yeah. The, the original game bucket. is Brian Durkin does super fight. And so you pick, what is it? Anything and anything. They have, car- you pull cards. It's oh, like, now, that's right. Like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. and weapon. And it's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's completely random then. But yeah, but we make it up. And we just call it every single fight, time. And we just thank Brian Durkin every time we play it. <laughs> yeah, Dan it's was good. like, you don't have to thank him. And I was like, now nah, we're going to forever. We're going to continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. That's uh, when you guys start going with like themes from the pod that helped because it was like you're, you're open, you bookended this with like vast questions of like, all right, any monster with any item, go. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Any question like, you can ask a genie, go. And I'm like, I need more time. <laughs> I know I like that I was like do you need time to think about it and you're like I got this and I was like okay I always I I'm always way overconfident I'm like (laughs) I can think of answers and then you're like you could answer any one question in the world my brain was like no you idiot this happens every (laughs) time why do I always do this why do I always assume I like the surprise I never like the surprise (laughs) my new answer though is where is his head if I can know anything today uh, today the answer is where is his head the movie we make I'm bringing you guys in as co-producers okay got it Mm -hmm. is my grandkids going back up there to just dig through and see if they can find a head yeah after I love like that. after yeah. like the the mountain's been mined for granite or something like that like, i no, love that my family's done this property apparently there's a head up there and it's got some like and they're they're going <laughs> for the power because they want to keep the power and be like necromancers yeah 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 i'm for that i love it <laughs> now i want to see that I always used to hiking up there, though, walking over that, like, scree field, just be like, there's a human head under There's definitely a head, yeah, somewhere. Minimum one, if not more. But then, like our question last time, everything's died everywhere. Yeah. My dad or uncle would always be like, I mean, if you think about it, I bet there are a couple of heads. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. I'm sure a caveman was walking by and a rock just fell right yeah try not to think about it yeah <laughs> do you ever listen to the band dead man's bones 
Uh, Ryan Gosling is the actor Ryan Gosling was in a band and they had a creepy choir of children sing. It's all like Halloween-y type songs, but there's a song that's literally like uh, the world is built on bones. Wherever you go, take a look at your feet and then six feet deep, there's bones, 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 bones. It's a really good song. Yeah, it's that album. I, I love playing that album around Halloween, but yeah, it's it's That's creepy, sad, hardcore children singing Ryan Gosling, who was my childhood heartthrob when he was young Hercules, like sure. all those things, yeah. so many things. So I recommend it. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Definitely. Cool. Well, this is really awesome. Thank this you. This is so good. Much. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Part is so great. Got all, <laughs> got all my it. angst relive some past traumas. <laughs> <laughs> Play some fun games. It's been a good night. Yeah. Um, can you tell us where people can find you or anything you want to shout out? Just uh, you know, got a new kids book shipped today. Check it out on Amazon, Roll Cyrus Roll, Adventures nice. of Cyrus Aww. the Colt. Yeah. And uh 10% of proceeds go to the Thoroughbred Racing Foundation. Oh, which that's really cool. Saves retired racehorses. So yeah, oh, super cool. cool that we can do that. Nice. So yeah. And uh, my other book, uh, you can call me Oglethorpe. Proceeds for that go to the Okapi uh, Wildlife Foundation. And that was so. uh, we had Eric Todd as a guest. Yeah, that was Eric Todd. He was the, yeah, he was the author. He shouted yeah. you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope double shoutouts. Yeah, yeah. two parters, <laughs> double shoutouts. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, Love yeah, it. yeah. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. Definitely check that out. Yeah. Meg, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Twitter, TikTok, all Meg gets money gets spelled G O E T Z. Yeah, and we are doing some stuff on Real Chills' TikTok, so make sure you're following. Yes, yeah, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Today's post is going to be about my theory about Loretta Lynn, so I'll share that with you in a minute, Ben. Um, You can follow me at Alyssa Truz on Instagram, and if you want to see my reptiles and houseplants, then you can follow (laughs) Variegated Reticulated on Instagram. Well, thanks. Perfect. This is really great. Yeah, Thank you guys thanks, for having man. me back. This was awesome. Ooh, I'm definitely going to be thinking about that when I'm going to sleep, and I don't know if I'll get good sleep tonight. <laughs> I thought about the UFO one. I've definitely had an uptick of uh, creepy nightmare dreams. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It happens. Part of the process, baby. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Well, we'll see you soon, Ben. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records.